It's just Dom and Charles here. Yeah. If you go to chaser.com.au slash podcast and sign up to the Chaser VIP program for nine bucks a month, you get not only ad-free podcasts, Charles, oh, yeah. but they also get to hear you mm. fucking up your son's birthday meal. Here's a clip. I just use my cooking salt thinking, oh, well, that's the same as salt flakes or whatever. <laughs> anyway, turns out, completely wrong. It was the saltiest thing on earth, right? It is was the turkey or is this the chicken? No, this is the chicken. This, this is the chicken. Oh, my God, you screwed it. up again. I fucking worse. screwed it up in exactly the same way again. <laughs> So go down, sign up, chaser.com.au slash podcast. Now let's get on with the rest of the Chaser Report. Not my finest moment. I enjoyed it. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence. This. This is Corona Cast. Hello, it's Monday the 22nd of August, recording on Gadigal Land. Charles and Dom here. Today we've appointed ourselves in Scott Morrison's style as the hosts of CoronaCast, an ABC mm. podcast all about the coronavirus. That's right. I'm Dr. Charles Firth. And I'm uh, health reporter Dominic Taylor. <laughs> what we do now in the new format of CoronaCast, Charles, is we just do some random banter uh, mm. at the start of the show. It's kind of bizarre. It, it, well, it's because market research shows that it makes us more relatable and more trustworthy. So that every time we get something egregiously wrong about the coronavirus... We don't actually get roasted in the, the Australian as much. Because he's so likeable. Yeah. So the last time I listened, Norman Swan was talking about his buttocks and how mm. he'd had some issues with them and entertaining mm. the amusing notion of a spin-off buttock cast. Charts. Well, actually, snap, because I've had problems with my buttocks all weekend, Dom. Oh, really? Yes. What's going on? Is it ageing? Oh, I think it's just um, probably some sort of hideous STI. Is, uh, it, is it your Scottish heritage it's, kicking uh, might, in? Might even be monkeypox. Who knows? Yeah, no, it's it's my Scottish heritage. That's right. Which you can hear from my thick... Glaswegian accent. Glaswegian accent. Right, so, all right, I think that's enough random banter. Yeah. Should we do a podcast about the uh, novel coronavirus? Yes. I, I, I haven't listened to any of those in the last two and a half years. There's just... There needs to be one more. We could do that or we could talk about an even greater threat to human... Ooh, forget the, forget okay. COVID. I've got something even bigger after this. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That was an ad which you wouldn't have heard if you'd gone to chaser.com.au slash podcast and subscribe for nine bucks a month, by the way. It's working now, the ad-free mm. version. We've actually yes. fixed it, amazingly yes. enough. <laughs> what we sell you, you now get. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a bizarre thing. How are you feeling, Charles? Are you... I'm in a great mood. Really? Over the weekend, we finished the the final layout of The Shot Anthology, which is a book that's coming out in October. I've never heard of that. I can't believe you haven't plugged it before. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, it's not on sale yet, so what's the point of plugging? But no, it's um, and it looks fantastic. It's all about. It's literally about the last two and a half years of, of lockdown and everything like that. But I'm going to guess there's some articles in there that are not happy <laughs> with Scott Morrison. Yeah, I, I think pretty much every article in there is uh, not happy with Scott Morrison. So it's like it's the shot brackets at Scott Morrison's head. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. It's it's but it's, it's such a beautiful reminder of like it's a very emotional book. Because it's it's a, it's a sort of almost like a diary mm. by some of Australia's best writers of what happened during the pandemic. Well, particularly the shots editor Dave Milner mm. was just he just emoted so much on that column. <laughs> like you'd read it, I remember reading it over and over again, and just feeling, oh, those poor fuckers in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened to us? Mm. We're a breath. You're like, now it's our turn to be. Oh, you don't understand. You just mm. don't understand what it's. Like. You don't understand what it's like, mm. as you said many times on this podcast. But then they got it as well. Yeah. So they had more luck. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's awful. But you know, but, one way, Charles. But but it's good. I'm in a good mood because it's all laid out. It's going to the printers. Yeah, on, and things on are on looking kind of good. There, people are cautiously sort of saying COVID may almost be overy, yes. sort of oh, petering yeah, yeah, down, yeah. and things are good. Things are good. Well, Charles, let me throw something else at you that that I'm sure will lift your mood because mm. there's good news and there's bad news in this story. Okay, uh, the Times in London reports um, a study. Mm. Asking this cheery question for a Monday, mm. which countries would survive a nuclear war? Scientists oh. answer. Oh, okay. Well, surely Australia would be pretty well off in that regard. Wouldn't yeah, it? I mean, that, that's the funny, that's the good news. The, yes. the good news is, so who would win in, in a nuclear war between the US and Russia? I mean, nobody. Well, no one wins a nuclear war. In a macro war. sense. Yeah. But the countries with the best hope of at least, and I'm quoting here, at least seeing their civilization survive yes. for a decade afterwards yes. are Argentina, Argentina and Australia. Australia. What about New Zealand? Uh, I don't know if they're worthy of even mentioning. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So imagine if the only culture that survived <laughs> was Australia, was Australia and Argentina. Well, I'll tell you what, Argentina, they've got those good grill restaurants. They so do. It they wouldn't do. be too bad. We like playing rugby. We could play rugby against each other. They could beat us in soccer. Yeah. The only time we ever played any. Oh, We'd have yeah. to teach them cricket, Charles. Yeah. So that they understood our ways. Well, let's see. Because I mean, the only thing that I would care about is who remains in cricket. The English would, of course, be wiped out. Well, in fact, the, it's not good. Um, yeah. But there would be enough for a team. Like, it depends whether you look at the upside or the downside. The yeah. downside, according mm. to the Times, is that the study suggests that 90% of Britons would starve to death. But is that a downside or upside? Whereas, you know, <laughs> 60 million, that means there's still 6 million poms. Yeah, they the just downside. have a worse cricket team. Yeah, well, although New Zealand's pretty good and they've only got three million people. So. That's true. Well, yeah. maybe they'd still be a de- maybe the ashes would continue. Yeah, may, there may, would be a lot of ashes. Actually, statistically, if you kill somebody in England, you're likely to kill a bad cricketer, aren't you? <laughs> That's the nature of England. So Imagine how big the urn would be if you got the, the ashes of lords <laughs> in there after the nuclear firestorm. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And the thing is, the scientists went on to try and model exactly what would happen. I reckon South Africa would survive all right as well. I think it the would Southern actually, Hemisphere is a good place I to be. I think it would be fine. Because if we've got Argentina, we'd teach them cricket. We've got New Zealand, we've got South Africa, Australia. Still got That's enough. rugby. Would West, in, West Indies would probably be... Oh, they're on the equator. Would be so good. It, yeah. You'd have Thailand. You'd have, like, Bali. Yeah. In, what about India? Is India going to be... India's no. India's too far north, I'm afraid. Okay. So just to just to just to yeah. give you the full horror of okay, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to, as a cheerful Monday morning story, mm. uh, what will happen when the massive firestorms caused by a large scale nuclear exchange mm. throws up enough soot to block out the sun oh. as it were in the northern hemisphere? Oh well, that's good for global warming, though, isn't it? Would it be? 
wouldn't it be bad? Wouldn't that be another greenhouse? It would. It would block out the sun. Though. Oh, I suppose that's true. Yeah, like so, a, it'd be like we're like wearing sunblock. And global warming's just caused by the sun. That's right. Being too to bright. Humans. It's nothing to do with human activity. So then, the, basically, the stat is Charles. The mm. key stat here is that even if you avoided being among the initial deaths, the indirect effect of the conflict means that five billion people would um, starve to death immediately after the attack. But not in Australia. That is. That would be very depressing. That would, it be, would a be depressing moment in human the, civilization. But on the bright side, yes. imagine how many gold medals we'd win at the next Olympics. <laughs> It'd be even better than the Commonwealth Dom, Games. I don't think this is a good topic. For, this is going to get you cancelled. I'm, I'm not having any part in making jokes about five billion people dying. because but They're not going to be around to, to cancel us. <laughs> no, look, it is, it is absolutely horrifying. It, um, and cause, so what would happen... It, like. Okay, so that means there's still two billion people around. Like, it's still, yeah, there's still yeah. a few around. Now, and, and, a and big and chunk of Africa gets to survive. Right, yeah, because what I'm thinking is, like, who will make our iPhones? Because does China still Oh, can you imagine? Exist? You'd have to get a New we'd, Zealander iPhone. We'd have to, or they'd be made in Australia iPhones. They'd be like four times as heavy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and wouldn't work. <laughs> and the software would get, crash. We'd get Telecom Australia to make them. They would run MS-DOS. yeah. <laughs> Because, no, the key thing is it's whether you grow your own wheat. Uh, do, you, do you grow enough um, nuclear yeah, right. crops? Yes. We have the oh. wheat. So that means Gina Reinhardt, because doesn't she own all the wheat fields in Australia? She would Does become she? the sort of... The queen. The, the, the richest person in the world. She'd be the Jeff Bezos of, of, of the new the world, Australia. Of the new world. And it says it wouldn't all be peaches and cream for Australia. Yes, we'd have enough food to survive and mm. we'd be away from the sort of Northern Hemisphere epicentre of the blast. Yes. But um, every single person who was still alive would be trying to get to Australia oh. to have the wheat. Uh, so, th- so actually... The sort of no-boat people policy would be very forward-thinking. It would be it? very hard to enforce, <laughs> I'm thinking, if, if giant if, flotillas if, of millions of people. If, uh, billions of people. <laughs> like billions of people. Billions of people. That is a good election for Peter Dutton to run in, though. Like, oh, yes. I, mean, I think we would trust him. That would be the moment him. where yeah. he would really get his, a shot. his time to shine. Can you imagine, because Scott Morrison had that little... I think he did the last stop these yeah, yeah. with a picture of a boat that probably, you know, carried people who were desperately yeah, in need. Desperately fleeing. And yeah. probably got turned around and drowned. Yeah, yeah. I stopped these. Yeah. Imagine how big Peter Dutton's would be. It'd be a giant warship. <laughs> yeah, because presumably there'd be a lot of, like, literally cruise ships and things like that. And I'll tell you what, Peter Dutton was not very good at stopping the cruise ships from coming in at the beginning That's of the true. pandemic, was he? Like yeah, yeah. He just, they just let them in. And the also, that all turned up to the border and said, but we're, we're au pairs for the Dutton family. <laughs> yeah. Let us in. It'd be a billion au pairs. The au pair loophole. It's extraordinary research. Like, they've looked at all mm. kinds of aspects of this. Wait, can I just say, this scenario, I mean, I know it's bad, everyone dying and everything. But the idea of presumably a whole lot of brilliant people from all around the world suddenly coming to Australia, like it, it's not necessarily a bad scenario, is it? We've become like the New York of, of the world. Well, I mean, if you we know, improved our attitudes to migrants, we might. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, I think we'd have to, but necessity, wouldn't we? Mm. We'd have to just sort of go, you know, especially if there's nowhere else in the world for them to go and we've got all this wheat. Well, you know where they just could have go. To go. Where? They could go to Biloela. <laughs> it would be the largest city in the world. Yeah, that's right. I know, but this is this is the crazy thing, right? Yeah. This, here's a moral dilemma for you, Charles. I want you to weigh in on this one, right? Okay. They've figured out, so they've they've looked at so many aspects of what would happen with this global nuclear war. Mm. So it's it's actually about the hunger. It's not 
I thought that the scariest thing about the nuclear war would have been being blown up or getting radiation poisoning. Well, but yes. apparently it's actually the starvation. Right. So what they figured out is that we could stave a lot of it off mm. if we cultivated mushrooms, seaweed, other algae. So if you ate seaweed and mushrooms for a year, right. you can still do that in low light. Yeah, right, because fungi doesn't really need any light to grow, does it? Mm, so if you do that and you build greenhouses very quickly, yes. not the greenhouse effect, which would be – but yeah. if you actually build greenhouses and, and, and cultivate all this stuff, yes, then you, you could keep a lot of people winter. survive. To survive the nuclear window. Yeah. Because I've often also thought, wouldn't you just eat each other? Like as you died. I don't, they haven't modelled that, Charles. That's a very good point. Yeah. But wouldn't the other people be, be They'd toxic be rotting, and they'd rot. rotting on the inside? yeah. Well, here's You'd the moral cook, dilemma, though, cook Charles. Them well. I mean, that you found another moral dilemma. Would mm. we eat each other? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that that said, I mean, we've got to make sure we keep having interns at the chaser. Yes, exactly. That's very important. Yes. And then Lachlan needs to fatten up a bit. I Ma- think. <laughs> Our producer. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So here's your moral dilemma, Charles. Okay. Right? So they're saying we should consider just making these investments now mm. and say, well, we, we want to be able to have um, a food source that survives a nuclear winter so that 5 billion people don't starve. I mean, that sounds like it's worth yes. preparing for, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Except yeah. the problem that, that, that the scientists say is that if you did that, yeah. then we'd be more likely to fire nuclear weapons. Oh, yes. People are like, well, it's not going to exterminate everybody. It'll just get it won't be 1 billion. Sure, what, surely what should happen? is Australia, like if Australia's mm. going to survive, and, you know, Argentina, if they want to, should start developing, you know, mushroom-growing facilities and seaweed-harvesting facilities mm. now, but not tell anyone. Secret seaweed stash. Secret stash, just in case. Then, if we do find a couple of billion people at our doorstep, we can say, welcome in. Here, we've got some mushrooms for you. That's such a lovely, inclusive model of a future Australia with a billion people living in it. You were trying to sort of ruin everyone's Monday, weren't you? I was. Yeah. And yet, this has turned into the feel-good story of the year. (laughs) Yes. The majority of of people have died in a horrible fashion. Yeah, yeah. But in Australia, Mm. no one's going to beat us for gold medals at the Olympics. No, no. Which is ultimately the most important metric. You know what the worst thing about a global nuclear window would be, though? What? Is just how the Melburnians would find a way to complain about it, wouldn't they? Well, they'd also be very well prepared. I mean, if if presuming that the sunlight got blocked out here in Australia... And things would die. they'd have the right wardrobe, and they'd and also they'd be you know like presumably you have to stay indoors to get away from all the fallout, mm, and that their and bars like, are already set up for yeah, it. It's all you know. Oh yeah, another lockdown. That's fine. We've Don't got, mind if I do. We've got craft beers down in this yeah. uh, 
in this dank cellar. I'll write, a- I'll write some angsty essays about it <laughs> and publish it in a couple of years. I feel sad for other people. Yeah, well, I, that I feel part sad of it hasn't, for isn't totally dead yet. The Northern Hemisphere. But let's face it, the Northern Hemisphere has had it too good for too long. It's had its day. Yes. It's time for, for us to shine. It's time for the Southern Hemisphere to shine. And we don't have nuclear weapons. Argentina doesn't have nuclear no. weapons. no. I mean, they broke it, they fix it, right? South Africa used to have nuclear weapons. They're the only country in the world that has voluntarily given up all its nuclear weapons. Did they? Yeah. They had it under apartheid. They developed a whole stash of nuclear weapons. And when Nelson Mandela came in, they commissioned them all. That's really inspiring. Nelson Mandela would be such a great model of how to lead humanity out of Mm. this terrifying scenario. Yeah, yeah. But we don't have him anymore. No, he's dead. Just like... Everyone else is going to be. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> this is really horrible. How? We, can we finish yet? Or? I just wanted to keep going until you got properly depressed. Oh, you want me to be depressed, do you? Well, you were just oh, so happy. Nothing, nothing about this conversation has made me depressed. Like, look, frankly, all my most successful friends live overseas, either mm. in America or England or Europe or whatever. They, they all, frankly, are much more successful than me. They're happier. They've got, like, these amazing families that are often much wealthier than me. Like, nothing would be give me greater pleasure than to be able to ring them up and go, oh, you got a nuclear winner. Sorry, I'm just, uh, I've just got a mouthful of mushrooms. You'll just send you a packet of seaweed yeah. in the post. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck with the boat ride out here. Our gear is from Road. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. And do let us know what other podcasts we should swear ourselves in as for the rest of the week uh, because, you know, it's Coronacast today. I think we should keep doing this all week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.